a billionaire's in boxes production. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxers. I'm joined by Justin as always. How are you doing, Just? Morning, team. Uh, lovely, beautiful South African morning here. Uh, looking forward to an amazing uh, show with Travis Fox. Oh, Travis. So, Travis, we've been talking off air. We were speaking the other day. You're already wow. one of my new favorite people, buddy. Uh, star of the movie, uh, How Thoughts Become Things, and, of course, uh, the man that is behind Architects uh, Architects of Being Academy. So, Travis, for those and of Travis, you that... Travis, he's, he's not just saying that. He hasn't stopped talking about you since we've uh, since he met you last week. It's really true. <laughs> well, when you meet someone that you resonate with, you instantly just go, Hey, this, this, this guy has these goals yeah. and visions i have the well not even goals and visions he has like this focus this is his being yeah, this is yeah. who he is it, it aligns with what i'm doing and what i'm being so we can help yeah. more people together so travis welcome yeah. aboard buddy i'm really looking forward to this uh thanks guys it's I don't blush often because, but I'm blushing. Thanks, man. That's a great. There you go. <laughs> nice intro. So, look for, for for those of you that that are, are new to your name, busy googling away. How would Travis Fox describe Travis Fox? Oh, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. My number one passion is being in the room when people wake themselves up to truly who they are versus who they were told that they were supposed to be. That's my entire mission in life: is to uh, help one million people architect their life and their lifestyle truly from who they are, not who they think they are. That's who I am. Wow. See? Wow. We need a cool answer like that. <laughs> we, we need to walk on a cool answer. Like you both. Yeah. I don't have the accent, man. <laughs> you, no, but it's a you cool... Sent me a couple, you sent me a couple last night or this morning. I'm not sure what time it was, but I saw oh, it this yeah. morning. So, there's, so a, there's a couple of good ones. There's a few. There's a couple of good ones there. Yeah. Well, I just after I, I uh, this is so like explains to people. I was watching um, Bob Proctor's Paradigm Shift yesterday. I just did the first session, sort of three and a half hours, and it blew my mind um, to the point where poor Justin had already gone to sleep by this point and woke up to about fifty million WhatsApp messages from me going, "We're going to do this, and I'm going this, and uh, we should, and I just realized this and. Oh, it's like, Dude, amazing way to wake up in the morning. I'm not gonna lie. I do that every day. I'm not <laughs> just, just battered it's by like inspiration. Like I wake up to messages like this is what we did. Like, ah. It's like a battle cry for for breakfast. Right? <laughs> morning. Wow. Let's do it. Yeah, morning. Here's some inspiration. Um, right. Travis, so we were saying before. I mean, and I'm really interested to hear your answer for this because I, I'm pretty sure I could ask this same question a hundred times sure. from a hundred different professional development coaches, and and I'd get different answers. But I'm pretty sure yours is going to be the most different answer. Um, so one of the most commonly googled questions to do with personal development is how can I accelerate my personal growth? Now. Yeah. I, well, I'm going right. to bat that over. The reason I'm going to bat that over and I'm smiling is I already know that you're you're not going to say there's a magic pill, there's a magic answer. There's so right, much no. you have to go to. So for, for our audience members that are listening that are going, oh, what a wonderful question. How, how do you how do you begin to answer that? Oh, simple. Um, you're going to go through way past the hero's journey, as we've talked about many times. You've read the book, you know what the hero's journey is. But you're going to do a thing that, that we call in the Architects of Being uh, a community in the online academy called Beautiful Darkness. And we have been taught, all of us, that that's where the bad things live. That's where the boogeyman lives, the things that scare you in the night. Well, guess what, kids? That's exactly where you need to go. And I'm not talking about out journeying into, say, into the middle of safari to find, you know, the things that go bump in the night. I'm talking about the hurts, 
the pains, the guilt, the frustration, the, sh- the resentment, the shame, the things that we stuff down in the darkness of ourselves and we do the best job because everyone says Hollywood's are great actors. I think that's bogus. I think the actors are the other 7.3 billion people on the planet, including myself, who walk around and act like we've got it all together and that we are somehow mysteriously transformed because I went to a weekend event and I, I screamed kumbaya to something and then all of a sudden, ta-da, I saw the light. No, that's a wonderful endorphin squirt and it feels great in your body, no different than a Red Bull. It wears off. Yeah, it's of not yeah. lasting change. And here's the simplest and most direct answers. If you want to accelerate your personal growth, the only real change in the world does not come from mindset training or adjusting your thought process. It comes from shifting your being. You are the architect of your being. If you want to architect your life, if you want to architect your lifestyle, no different than architecting a house or a building, you must have a blueprint. You must understand how we actually work both in mind, body, and spirit. And so to accelerate it, you're going to go to the darkness first. And there's a great analogy to it. So people always go, what does that mean? I'm going to take you back to the mid 80s, 1980s, dating myself. But if you go back to the mid 80s, there's a beautiful movie that's part of the Star Wars series called The Empire Strikes Back. There's this, yeah, love the film, classic, right? And there's a great scene where young Luke Skywalker is being trained by Master Yoda. And he says, hmm, I sense something in this cave. He goes, into the cave, you must go. And he goes in there and in the cave, he thinks he's fighting Darth Vader. He's preparing for this training and he strikes Darth Vader down and all of a sudden the mass explodes and he sees himself where he thought was Darth Vader. He sees himself. That's the beautiful darkness that I reference. You understand you can dive through it, architect your way through it, through a clinical perspective, an applicational experience and and literally experience it in real time so that you can gauge where you're at. Now you're truly on a hero's journey as opposed to, I just want to get a rah-rah or a motivational thing, which are great. And I think they serve their purpose. But if you want to make true change, a dynamic, it's got to go there first. And then, and again, let me put the addendum to that for all the listeners. It's not about hanging out in the darkness, family. It's about going into the darkness and peeling the layers and filters off of you. You don't need to be more illuminated. You don't need to shine more and be more light. You are bloody light all the time. It is the filters that you have put on yourself of guilt and shame and hurt. The sun shines 24 hours a day, whether the earth is paying attention or not. You're the same. You're always shining. But how we dim ourselves we don't ever talk about in the self-transformational business. So I'm kind of the black sheep in the industry because I said, look, that's where you must go first because when you unwind that and you've unpacked all of that off of you and you freed yourself from yourself, mm. your natural light takes over. The architect within you, your being, takes you to places you couldn't even imagine in that small little mind of yours because your spirit is infinite. That is how you accelerate your personal development. I know you say black sheep. I love that phrase, right? But I'll tell you why I love the fact that you call yourself the black sheep because I, I think there are, there are different approaches for, for different yeah. people. Like my, my wife and I, we've been married for almost a decade. We could not be more different in terms of the type of personality we are. What works for me is not going to work for my wife. I love audiobooks, watching stuff and talking. She loves reading and getting stuff, writing down and just being calm. And that's how she processes things. Uh, mm-hmm. you, if I did, I mean, if you give me a pen and paper and say, write down what you're thinking, I'm going to doodle. You know, I'm not going to write down what I'm thinking. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to draw funky pictures and sure. go, I'm should be working. And then I'm going to go yeah. do something else because I, I, maybe I have ADHD, who knows? But I need to embrace that. And somebody with my kind of, and again, 
this is going to be an interesting thing to say because we have different nationalities on this and we have different nationalities of viewers, okay? But one of the things that I always find quite hard with professional personal development when I first started was it was what I called very Americanized. <laughs> it's like everything's sure. dead big and loud and everyone stand up and bang your hands and I'm looking around going, I don't want to stand up and bang my hands. Like I'm, not, I'm not even sure why I'm here yet. Um, you want me to jump around and hug this person next to me and tell them I love them? Like I haven't said that to my mom in 20 years. You want me to tell this stranger that I love them? Um, but and I just for me it was like I, I'm a logical kind of guy. So we were talking about this off air. But when I was looking at, at Bob Proctor, for example, Bob says a lot of stuff that my that something in the back of my brain, negative programming, it was something that he would call a paradigm, is going. That, that's not right. That can't be right. That wasn't what you were taught when you were a child. You were taught money doesn't grow on trees and you can't have everything you want. So that's that's completely different. But then you realize the logical part of my brain says, but he is. And all these other people that are associated with are. So clearly there's something going on. So when you say black sheep, I love the fact that you answer the questions. I think many people maybe I don't want to see afraid to cover, but it's such a difficult subject to get into. And 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 when you're trying to encourage people to change their lives and, and, and empower themselves, it, it is surely easier to start with the whole positive rah-rah stuff than it is with the let's go to the place that's really dark and really painful because that's where all the change is going to be done. I love you, Phil, but I 100% respectfully disagree. Oh, really? I used, I've done the rah-rah thing. That's why I left the speaker circuit and I spent, uh, I felt incongruent. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was full of crap and I wasn't going to be a part of that. Hey, let me get up there. And like we've talked off air and say, hey, I'm going to give you this one thing in this audience and just kind of string them along like Hansel and Gretel going to the, you know, the old witch's house. When the truth is, there's a thousand things we could do. The question is, what do they want to do? Most people want to stop hurting. They want to stop being in pain. They want to stop feeling their fear. They want to stop feeling not good enough and not worthy enough. But there's no safe place to really talk about that because when they do, there's a lot of voices in their head that come up and say, Big boys don't cry and little girls are supposed to smile and be debutante. And you're supposed to keep your roles and all of the stuff. Here's the mm-hmm. bottom line. Mm-hmm. So I open up every one of my experiences the exact same way. And I've done it for the last 10 years when I came back out. And I'll tell you the story I came back out because that was beautiful as well if we get into that. Mm-hmm. And it opens up the same way. So I'll give it to all of your listeners so we can just cut to the quick. Okay. Sure. Hi, my name is Travis Fox, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm full of shit. Just like you, everything I'm about to tell you, you already know. You've just self-hypnotized yourself to forget. So for the next X hours or days or however long we spend together, my job is to reflect to you everything that you've done to self-hypnotize yourself, unwind that, wake yourself up, because everything you need to know is already within you. Everything else is just an endorphin and squirt or an adrenaline pop, which you can get the same trick by drinking some sort of energy drink. But what you're not going to get at a motivational experience is the bloody truth. Mm. You're going to get a lot of stuff to think about. You're going to get a lot of things to, to shift. And that's great mentally, but you are not mental. You're emotional. Everything about your mindset, I will promise you, I can break it down to its core fundamental structure. It will be emotionally based. We are emotionally based creatures. We are not logical. Logic is taught. You are hammered into school. Drop dreaming. Stop being so imaginative. Stop being a daydreamer. Quit being thinking out there in the in the trees and the forest fields. What's wrong with you? You need to figure out who you are at 15 because Bloody hell, at 15, you figured it all out. It's the dumbest way we educate people in the history of humanity. And yet we have arrogance to say that we're the most intelligent creature on the planet. 
that is so mind-based. Mm. And yet, instinctually, I can take every single one of your listeners. I can take them out to safari. I can take them out to the jungle. I can take them out to a rock in the middle of the desert, and they will have much more of a, transform- a transformational experience because they get out of their head and they get into one thing that matters their most, which is their heart. And we are scared to death to live from our heart. Someone might find out that I cry, that I'm scared, that I don't have all the answers, that sometimes I feel like a failure. I'm not good enough. I have no idea how I ended up on this rock they call earth and what the heck I'm doing here. But if I tell my mates that, oh, you're just a wussy, you're a big crybaby. Oh, you really don't want to be successful. You're scared. Nothing... Success is defined by the measure of the man or the woman. It's not by the wallet. You want living proof? Look at Steve Jobs. Great. Multi-multi-billionaire. Dead. We're all dead. The question is, is how do you really live? And most, people, most of us are scared to our core mm. to truly live. That's why we got to go to the darkness first. We have to face that fear structurally, constructively, systematically, break it down. Because when you finally look fear in the face, the freedom and the transformation you feel when you're free from your fear is 10 times more cataclysmic than the rah-rah. Well, come on, let's jump up and down. And who wants this $100 bill? And if you buy my crap at the back of the room, well, doggone it, your life's going to change. Because you know what? I'm Dr. Travis Fox and I know everything. That's a load of shit. Yeah. Don't know everything. Don't know. That's not, that sounded like a 1930s that's, radio jingle. That's, like, right. that's not even brilliant. But listen, yeah. tra- but Travis, you're so right. And what you've just said, I think, is, is so, so powerful as much as, well, everything you've said is powerful. But the thing that really okay. resonated with me then was that we we all have the same stuff, right? We all so yeah. we're all playing the same game. We're all pretending we don't cry. We're all pretending that we yeah. don't have negative thoughts that pop in. We're all pretending that we don't have moments that you wake up and just go, "I know I'm supposed to be positive this morning, but it's raining and it's five a.m." You know, we. That doesn't happen to me. <laughs> that doesn't happen to me because I get some beautiful messages from four in the morning when I wake up. So it's just like, yeah, well, we do it to each other. We'll just motivate each other. Or we'll, we'll, we'll just, I tell you what, we'll start like a motivational phone tree where I'll just motivate yeah. you and you motivate someone else and we'll just do a there huge circle until it the on, whole yeah. world is motivated. Can we have can, can we have Travis in the tree as well? Travis, Travis is messaging me. I think I think it's time for commercial break. Yeah, I think it's time for a break, guys. When we come back after the break, I want to have a really good Zoom in session, especially on Architects of Being. As you can see, Travis is an incredible guy to have around. So whilst we have him, wow. let's make the most of it. So we'll see you after yeah. the break. Yeah. Join the Global Women Summit 2020, which will be a beautiful and powerful virtual gathering of women and men around the world. And you'll be able to connect, to network, to learn, to gain the insight and the knowledge and the wisdom that you need to survive this, to thrive in this situation, to build your brand globally, to build your business and to build yourself up. Because Once we get over this crisis, we are going to show the world that we, as women, can do so much. And Global Women Summit is going to give you everything you need to get that power and be successful in everything you do in life. 
See you in our global woman lobby at the biggest powerful platform that we have created for women during this corona crisis. You're listening to Billionaires in Boxes, Africa's number one entrepreneur broadcasting network. Hello and welcome back to Billionaires in Boxes. So straight back into Zoom in. Uh, Travis, Zoom in is the section that we is aptly called. It's, it's essentially a closer look at what you do, buddy. Uh, Zoom yeah. in is zooming in on you and your business. It's it's essentially that. It's it's let's not look at what let's not look at what Google tells us about Travis Fox. Let's listen to what Travis Fox tells about Travis Fox. And 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 I'd especially love to hear the kind of inspiration and motivation behind. You just said about when you came back and you went from that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you know what? I'd love to hear the full story. If we, if we may, in terms of how you got into that rah-rah personal development stuff in the first place, why you decided to, to get out of it, and, and what inspired you to come back 10 years later with, with your new perspective. Sure. Yeah, when you come into the Architects of Being community of the online academy, the, the first thing you go through is the 11-minute video. What is architecting? And it's very transparent with people um, from the perspective of where's my story. But the simplistic was, uh, I was one of those kids that came from a very diabolically uh, opposed family. My mother was a, a model and an actress, and my father was a fighter pilot. So if you ever saw the original movie Top Gun from the 80s, that wasn't my life. It was completely opposite. <laughs> it didn't work out that way. In fact, it was like... Was it based on a true story, Travis? <laughs> You know, there was, there was parts of it, but, you know, the characters have changed names to protect the innocent. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I never you know, spoke the, about the little fox boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So by the time I'm uh, nine years old, two things have occurred. My father put a golf club in my hand when I was five years old, and my father was in love with golf. It was just never a really great golf. He's pretty mediocre, about a 10 handicap. And, but nonetheless, he put it in my hand, and I took to it naturally. And that was kind of our common bond. And every weekend I would go out and play, and I started practicing. By the time I was uh, – um, pre-teenager and young teenager, I was pretty good at the game and my life was planned out for me. My father was convinced I was going to be a PGA Tour professional and had me so convinced that that's exactly what my life plan was. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, my mother introduced me to acting and modeling when I was nine. I got my first modeling job working for JCPenney's as a runway model and uh, I fell in love with it. It was great. And so I was always kind of battling between these two, but I really focused more on the golf because that was, you know, that was my thing, I thought. And then as, as you said, Justin, so eloquently in our off-air uh, off comments, you know, there's your plan and then life happens. And then you get to really find out what's going on. Well, same with me. I became a father at a very young age, 17, rolling 18, which really doesn't work well for a golf career. And I went instantly overnight from my life is planned out. I'm a competitor. I know exactly what my mindset, which is why I'm an anti-mindset guy, to literally overnight, boom, my world fell apart. I had no emotional construct. I had no idea how to deal with, I'm going to be a father. And then that relationship didn't work out. In fact, um, my child was taken from me and I didn't actually get to see my child for 20 years. It was an overnight run and I had to go track that child down. And wow. so I know about hurt and I know a lot about pain, which is why we go to the darkness first to get through that. Yeah. And so at 19 years old, my life fell apart and I had to ask this most fundamental question. Who is Travis without golf? I had no idea. I had no idea how to handle it. And that shifted my, literally shifted cataclysmically using Bob's angle. It was a paradigm shift. It was a spiritual shift. Yeah. My life path went from, I could care less about golf. I need to understand how this works. How do I get out of my head? Where are these thoughts coming from? Why do I think so low of myself when five days ago, I thought I was the king of the world. Yeah. My life was this was I'm on autopilot, baby. This is this is cake. I prepared for 20 years for this. This was not in my plan, quote unquote. And then I met my mentor, 
Yeah. And I sat under my mentor for 15 years, and I'll never forget the day. Uh, it was a matter of fact, it was in Seattle, Washington. I'd asked him to come up and watch uh, me speak. And he came up and watched you speak. And there's about 3,000 people in the audience. It was a beautiful audience. And I, and I was really nervous, which is odd because I'd been with him for years. And, you know, he got me through school and university and was kind of a surrogate father to me. Mm. And uh, I remember the day. And it was very much like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I had uh, two, two uh, speaking performances that day. And I did the first one. And he was like, hey, that was really great. I thought I was terrible. I thought I choked. I was just off the rails. And uh, he comes up to me and says, hey, um, hey uh, Trav, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm not going to watch the second one. I was crushed. I was like, I'm like, what? What do you mean, Doc? You're leaving? He said, yeah. Puts his hand on my shoulder, looks me dead in the eye, and I'll never forget it with this beautiful Cheshire cat smile and says, Travis, you're a master. I can teach you no more. It's time for you to fly on your own. And he walked, left me standing there, and I just was in tears. And I, you know, I admit that really, everybody, I was, I was in tears. I had no idea what to do with it, but it was a beautiful lesson to show the mastership of his teaching of me, which I... Spirit willing, I've led on to my students now some 30 years later, and I, I was that motivational guy during that time. I was always rah-rah because I always was running from the pain that I carried secretly that nobody knew about about my child where she was out there in the world somewhere, and I couldn't see her. And I knew I had to wait 20 years well, before I We're both parents, mate, so... Yeah. That was a beautiful lesson in patience and unconditional love. And even then, I'd some, sometimes I'm still working through that. Wow. But I have a great relationship with my, with my child now. I did, I did ultimately find her. I tracked her for many years and, and watched from a distance. But it was a beautiful lesson. That's and true. so from that perspective, I was the rah-rah guy because I was very good at it. One, I've always been on stage my whole life of you know, 14,000 hours plus and still going. Yeah. But more importantly, I was running from my own pain. I covered it up. Because Dr. Fox, I had all the answers and I teach because I had trained myself not to feel hurt. I had trained myself not to feel abandoned. I had trained myself to stuff it down, not to feel like I wasn't good enough, that I never got a chance to parent that child. I parented my other child, but I didn't get to parent that one and how my mind would focus on that. And I, I said, you know, I'm not going to let anybody else go through the pain that I've gone through. Not true, but it was a really good mantra that I gave myself as a way to keep getting up on that stage. That. But there's a subtle little voice, and you talked about this off air, Phil, and I think it was very powerful. That's something I invite your listeners to look at. There was a subtle little voice powered by a feeling in me that every time I got up on stage and I was rah-rah and I wasn't just going after it, the truth of the truth of the truth and laying it all out, whether they liked me or not, I knew I was just a little bit more full of crap every day. And I knew I was moving further offline. And just like a golf analogy, you know, hitting a drive, you know, one or two degrees off center when you make impact doesn't make a big of a deal. But 300 yards down the fairway, you're 10, 20 yards offline. Yeah. And every day I was another yard offline. So the point where I finally reached my limit and I said I was done. And so I spent five years traveling around the world and I sat with other great spiritual masters and said, there's something missing, missing in my teaching. I teach mind very well, conscious, subconscious, shadow, subconscious. I teach the structure all the way down to a granular level. Something's missing. And I finally realized what was missing was my own broken heart. I had never let myself heal. I would never face the truth that I was smashed, that I was crushed, that everything that my life was planned out was all wrong. And that I found out later in my own truth when I finally stopped and looked in the mirror that I was playing golf for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Very good at it. Turned pro when I was 19. I was playing for my father's yeah, approval. Yeah. Yeah. I, which I never got. My father just passed away uh, this January, as a matter of fact. I'm so uh, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry, Nate. Here's the deal. I mean, it was another powerful lesson. You know, the bottom line is, and there's a question that came from uh, um, 
my father's death that I ask all the architects and anybody who comes to our workshops or comes to the academy online, I ask them this question up front. And it comes from my father's death and a true story, which I'll, I'll wrap up here in a second. But to answer your question, when I left it, I thought I was retired. I said, I'm done. Okay, my journey's done. Who am I to teach? Uh, and it's funny because I looked up the word, uh, uh, the etymology for the word doctor. And the etymology for the word doctor actually comes from a Latin derivative, which means teacher. Yeah. And I asked myself this question and I go back to, to my mentor, Doc, when he said, you're a master. I'm like, master of what? Yeah. What, have I, what have I really mastered? I mean, masturbating maybe or mentally masturbating maybe, but I don't know I'm a master. I don't know what that means. Mm. And I asked myself, am I really worthy to call myself teacher? Because what am I teaching? I'm just teaching what they taught me in school. I just happen to be very good at doing it. But what am I really inviting people to learn? And so I stopped because I didn't think I was worthy of the title teacher. Mm. Five years later, I get a letter from my ex-wife who uh, I love dearly and we're very good friends and I have been to this day. Uh, and we are, always will be. Um, and matter of fact, when she got married to her new husband, I was invited to the wedding. And when they came down the aisle as husband and wife, I was the one standing at the aisle. I was the first one to greet them as husband and wife. And it was one of the most beautiful moments that. in that experience. This shows unconditional love. But her husband, who I, as an amazing soul, wrote me a letter. And it is one of the letters that uh, I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I keep very close to me. And I remember reading, I could tell you exactly where I was. It was Southern California when I got the letter. And the letter basically said, Travis, I've sat with this for a long time, but I need to share this something with you. You have an amazing, beautiful gift. You have an ability to help people wake up in a system you've developed that has repeated itself a thousand times. I can't sleep at night not knowing you're not out there. I need you to come back out and the world needs you to come out. I'm begging you, please come back out and start architecting again. And I wept like a child. I wept like a child and I love that man. Uh, he's an amazing soul. And at that moment he was my teacher. And that, that was the impetus what brought architect back out now many years ago now, but it brought it back out. But it is something I hold dear to my heart. And then we talk about goals as an example. I don't have goals anymore. My outcome is that everybody has that kind of connection and we're willing to share with each other. And I don't mean in a kumbaya experience in a convention center or some stadium where we all sing kumbaya, but every single day because they understand how to architect their life. Because those kind of gifts that, that my mentor gave me and that her, uh, my, uh, my ex-wife's husband gave me those gifts are not measured in dollar and cents. No, they're measured. They're, they're, they're measured and, in and the most important things aren't, you know, and I think, yeah. I think that's exactly what, I mean, emotions are such an important thing. I mean, and, and there's, like, what else is there? we, we grew up in, 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 in both of us, all of us in an era where big boys don't cry, um, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And actually, you know, I quite often judge how, how how important a situation or how important a person's going to be in my life based entirely on the emotion. If, if you know, if, yeah. if the if the, the hairs stand up on my arms, that's usually a pretty good indication that whatever's just gone on, I should yeah. probably be paying close attention right? to because yeah. something I can't even explain has just done something to my body that I didn't tell it to do. So right. the, the vibrations involved to that are so powerful that it did something to my body that I didn't even realize. It's right. like the first two minutes I fall. Exactly, mate. It was it was like love at first sight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a moment? I can come back after the break. We have loads okay. of moments. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty. Plenty moments. But you know what? Yeah. I, I I love that that you're that you're you're so honest with this, Travis. Because I think yeah. the the scary thing for me is, as I said off air, was that there, there's so many 
people out there. And there's nothing wrong with it. I love that people give. But one of the things that always surprises me the most is, well, that's the wrong phrase. It doesn't surprise me. One of the things that always interests me the most is that the people who had the least are often the ones prepared to give the most. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the people, it's the, you, you find that the, the, the guy that has 10 bucks in his last pocket will give nine of it away to charity, but the guy that has 10 million bucks won't, um, and, and not always, not in every situation, but I, I, I find it depends on where you've come from and, and what you, what value you attribute to things. If you attribute helping more people as success rather than the amount of money in the bank as success, you're not going to save your money. You're going to spend it to help people. And I love the fact that there's so many of these these professional development coaches out there that, that they say, you know, I was rock bottom, I was living in my car, and now this is where I am. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I love that, but I also want to see the pain. I want to see how you got through that pain because I have it. I have those well, negative voices in the back of my head. Yeah. So why does nobody talk about this? Because they're because it's not cool. Because I'm not. It's not influential. Because everybody wants to distract. Because we don't understand that there are seven rules to the conscious mind. Very few people talk about them, and they don't teach them anymore. That actually keep you from actually changing. Mm-hmm. You are the own. You're the challenge. But when you understand those rules, one of those rules is that your mind will actually delete crap. It'll what you say and what someone hears doesn't translate. So, so like the motivational, I send you a motivational. You send a Justin. Justin. By the time we're to the tenth person, it's turned to crap. Yeah, it's not what we said. Because we've added these little things, we've deleted these little things, because it's a part of what the mind actually does. Again, we don't teach us. Again, part of our mission statement, our outcome, is to change the educational system from middle school. These are skills that we need to learn. How do I architect my life? How do I architect my brain, my understanding? How do I use this tool? Not just put a bunch of information. I mean, let's talk between the three of us. Let's be honest. 90% of the schooling that we all went through, regardless of where you ended up, whether you have a PhD or you dropped out in sixth grade, you forgot. You don't remember it. It's buried in the recesses of your subconscious down there with the first girl you kissed back when you were six years old because you didn't care. It was just you had to get through it. What What if you created education is not you had to get through it, but you learn it and you can see it in real time. The the fascination of a child when they're imagining and boom, it happens and they can see it. There's not a better drug on the planet than watching that occur. Yet here's the irony. We all systematically kill that in ourselves. And we run around spending hundreds of thousands of dollars listening to conjecture and bullshit that we know is not going to change a damn thing. But it's going to justify our thinking to go, well, you know, Phil, I went to this weekend workshop and, you know, I shed a couple of tears and, well, I had some good hugs, buddy, and I feel better. Doggone it. I'm motivated now. And, But, you know, next month I'm going to this other one over in this place. Oh, okay. So we're constantly in search of. There's no more searching, family. Stop. It's here. This is what you said before. It's all already inside. You don't have to keep looking externally for something that's already inside. That's why you're not finding it. Right. And you know what? We do this with money, too, because I'm I'm a firm believer there's a big difference between riches and wealth. Yes. Right? I've had money. Lost money. I've had money. I've lost money. I can tell you, having money is a lot better. I agree. However, my wealth does not come from my money. My wealth comes because I have a set of skills that I can walk into a room, look at someone, have a conversation, and with five minutes, ask them such a powerful question that the connection is going to do one of two things. They're either going to run like hell because the darkness in them scares the crap out of them. Cool. Thanks for saving me the time. You're not the person I'm looking to connect with. 
Okay, I honor your journey. Or they're going to do just like you and I did in the phone. We're going down the rabbit hole. We're going to have real conversations. I'm going to tell you about the hurts and pains. You're going to tell me, and we're going to reflect for each other, and we're going to learn something. Because here's the only truth, and I'm going to tell your listeners this before we go to the break. It's real simple. Hmm. So let's go to the darkness fast. There's only one truth on the planet that matters, and it's simple. It's called the noble truth. It took me five years to learn this, and I traveled everywhere to finally figure it out. It's very, very simple. None of us are getting off the planet alive, period. Everything else is the story by which you arrive at that truth. Until you arrive at the truth that one day that Bill and Justin and Travis are leaving this planet in this spacesuit, you are not free to fully live and experience this beautiful thing we call vacation planet Earth. Start there, family. I love, well, and, and you know, oh. uh, wow. I mean, it's so profound, isn't it? But it, 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 it just... Whenever I learn something like that or I hear something like that, for some reason, it often makes me think about sayings and quotes that I've heard before that now take on an entirely different meaning. So we've all sure. heard the saying, you know, life isn't about the, the destination. It's about the journey. Sure. But it's just a postcard bumper sticker. It doesn't mean anything. And then you right. say that and you go, actually, it means everything. It means right. we only got one term time around. Nobody has yet to live forever. We are going to leave here. We have yep. no idea what period of time we have whilst we're here so do we want to spend it trying to get to the destination or do we want to enjoy the scenery on the way true or both well do I both. yeah i mean look this and you and i've talked about this offline you know I, I had the beautiful pleasure when i was 48 of summiting kilimanjaro and you know i was called there because my heart said go my brain said are you out of your mind what are you nuts man you're an ocean kid i don't climb mountains i don't like cold weather Hell, I don't like wind over 20 knots because it used to screw up my golf game. So there's three reasons not to go. Yeah. All right. I don't mind. The lions and and the uh, the water buffs and that, and all that great. I wanted to see that. That was great in safari. But I don't want to climb the 19,341 feet to the seventh tallest mountain in the world. That's nuts, man. Only those people on like National Geographic do that crap. But my heart said, you're going. Okay. And so that famous line that you've ever heard in The Matrix, you know, your, your comprehension is not a prerequisite for your cooperation, was perfectly applied there for me. And I can tell you point blank, summoning Kilimanjaro was truly the greatest lesson of my life on many things. One, I got to face my own death. Two, I realized that it was a piece of wood at 19,000 feet. That's the summit. There's nothing more dynamic up there except for the view. And if it's cloudy, you're not seeing squat anyways. But there's a piece of wood. But here's the part they don't tell you in the brochure. Uh, when you get to the piece of wood, you're only halfway there, mate. You got to walk all the way back down. And walking down sucks. It hurts twice as bad as going up. But they left that part out. They're like, no, you got to go to the summit. You got to conquer the summit. I'm like, first of all, how do you conquer something that's been here a billion years? That queen of Africa ain't uh, going anywhere. Yeah, um, exactly. your, your ego's so far out of check, brother. You're missing the it's concept. Like I've conquered it. It's like, I'm pretty sure you haven't. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you leave it at that right so that was my first one and then you get to the second part you go wow it's a piece of wood i got to touch it tag you're it now i gotta walk all the way back down and that's when the pain really begins and that's when you start to find out what the journey was all about hmm. because that pain and no different than we talked about in the first segment the beautiful darkness that pain will focus your attention it will focus your senses it will bring to the forefront where are you hiding from you 
because you have to walk down to get down. You cannot sustain life at that level. You cannot sustain the oxygen at that level. You must come down. It forces and galvanizes you to come into that beautiful darkness. And when you come out the other side of that, Brothers, there is a freedom, there is a wealth that you can apply. It makes money fall out of the sky, not because money falls out of the sky, because you've shifted at a being level what rich and wealth actually means. Rich is easy. Wealth is an acquired skill set that you learn through experiences and freeing yourself of what you think wealth should look like. When you're willing to dive into that darkness, family, I promise you, you will have more money than you know what to do with. But more importantly, you won't care as much about it. You'll care about the effect of what that money can do, which is what we really are chasing money for. We're not chasing money for the greenbacks to say, I've got a pile or I've got this number in my bank account. We're chasing it because what's on the other side of money. On the other side of money is the ability to go, Justin, I want to set up a trust fund for the kids down in South Africa because South Africa changed my life. Not because Travis Fox is great, because Africa is going to outlive my little punk life, which is going to be a blip in time. Yeah. And I want that legacy to go on. And you go, here, mate, take the money, run. Not because I, you want to have your name on a bloody building. Yeah. I guess some people do. I don't. I think there's a far more powerful effect. And if you look at the great teachers of our time, you go all the way back to, to Plato and to Socrates. These guys weren't quote unquote rich. They don't have their names on buildings. No. And yet they have lasted through the ages because they have taught the wealth of life. That's what architects of being is all about. The wealth of life and start teaching them at a younger age and promise you money will come to you because it's never left the bloody planet. I mean, look what we're all going through right now. Like we talked about offline. I mean, here in the United States, we, we're printing money like it's falling out of the sky. I think we're now, what, $10 trillion we've just come up with in the last 90 days due to this COVID. $10 trillion? Trillion? Are, with a T? I mean, the first letter in my name? Holy macaroni. Trillionaire was like something you dreamed up in the in the space age thing yeah, when I was exactly. a kid. Now, yeah, yeah, now billionaire is boring. Billionaire is boring. People, our values are completely out of whack. I mean, come on. At what yeah. point do we get the wealth of who we are as a species and who we journey? When does that become our priority? That's my priority now. That's been my architectural journey since I got that letter from my ex, uh, my ex wife's husband. Well, what a what a profound letter. What a great guy as well. I mean, uh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm I'm not convinced I'd ever get a nice letter off my ex's husband. <laughs> but, but but what an inspiring thing to get. I mean, uh, look, when we come back, we're going to go into a section that I call brainstorming. It is always my favorite part of the session because it, it it's the the part of the interview. Where, I mean, we've done it all the way through, so it's different with you. But it's the part of the interview with most people where we get to say what are the actionable points okay we've talked about this now how do we do this and actually travis just, be, just before yeah. we head into the break i've got two that i want to ask you with this buddy i'm going to double spin it a little bit um i, I want to know how we do it because i think if we know how to do it it's going to inspire our audience members but given that you talk so much about education and that we also are, are, are parents of young children how do we start to teach our kids this? How do we, how do we, how do we replace this education or, or mistake? Or in fact, it's, that's the irony. I don't find our educational system educational anymore. That's like calling McDonald's the health clinic. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. It's not you're just it's, it's calling it a programming. A food. I'm calling it food, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just not right. It's just not right, you know. So, so it's it's. I'm keen to see how we do that. So let, let's hang around till after the break and head straight into brainstorming.
and um, maybe I'll put in a little plug here. With these two fine gentlemen here, we're going to be doing some events. And if you want to be involved in being some of these top achievers, like nothing will grow your business faster than having those connections. Um, reach out to these guys and, and get on their list so that when these things happen, you can pull the trigger and you can be there before all the tickets are gone, right? You, you, what do we say that proximity equals power? And so even with these top achievers, one of my uh, friends speaking back now to this idea of investment, he said that oftentimes when the general public knows about an idea, all the money's gone out of it. Like the big money is gone. It's already been made. Those that were close, proximity, that found out about it at the beginning, they've already made their money. When it comes to the public, yeah, there's a little bit of scraps that are there, but all the big money's already gone. So get close to these gentlemen so you can be close. Power and proximity. You want to be right up against it. And and that's the other thing too is if if you're among the first that always say yes, so for example, when I heard that Oprah Winfrey was going to be at this event, I said yes, and I was one of the first ones. You know what's interesting? But since that time, that friend that made that introduction always reaches out to me first because he knows I'll buy a ticket right away. This is Billionaires in Boxes, empowering one billion entrepreneurs, one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Billionaires in Boxes. So let's get straight into brainstorming. So Travis, we were asking before the break, both in terms of the next generation, the children coming through and fixing that from an educational perspective, but also for people like myself and Justin that find ourselves in this place right now. Could we talk about some actionable points, buddy? What can we, what can we do today to start sort of making this change? Let's go, how do we go to the dark place? How do we embrace that pain to learn from it and move forward? Okay, the first, so we're going to start first. We'll start with the parents first because the parents, well, being a parent myself and now a grandfather, which I hopefully still makes me a gilf. Congratulations. We'll if that sticks around for a while. <laughs> a little shameless promotion for myself, for the old guys. I'm going to wait till we have our first ride here in South Africa, Travis. Oh, uh, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, I, I think it's going to be a good time. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. I tell people I'm in the back nine of my life now, so I'm swinging for every pin. What the hell? <laughs> I got nothing to lose. <laughs> Play the front nine a little more conservative than I wish. So here's the thing. As a parent, we want to get it right. We want to make sure that we give our kids everything we didn't have. Okay, that's a beautiful thing, parents, but let's stop. The didn't have isn't they get a new bicycle or they get to go on the family vacation every year or they get a car when they turn 16 years old. Those are great things, but those don't teach the next generation the skills you didn't have. The skills that you didn't have and our generation didn't learn and what I have spent my lifetime teaching and working people through and un literally unprogramming them is the difference between a decision and a choice. Now, most people we grew up think a decision and a choice are the same thing. They're synonymous. They're not. Otherwise, they'd be the same word. They're two completely different words. A decision is an automated process by the time it arrives to your conscious brain was already predestined from a subconscious automated program, which is a really fancy way of saying you've done it a hundred times before. And by the time it came to your conscious awareness, it was already decided for you. Mm -hmm. It's the question, where did that programming come? In the architects of being community, it's going to come from one of the four pillars, which is mother, father, religion, and state. It is where the four fundamental programs of our basis of our personality comes from, those big influences. That's where that decision comes from. But a choice truly comes from listening down here in your architect's heart, your being, listening to following your path. And no different than the Kilimanjaro example that we talked about in the 
in the previous section. Your comprehension of what your heart asks and invites you to do is not a prerequisite for your cooperation with it. In fact, if you're truly going to adventure your life family, and this is to all of your listeners and the two of you gents, if you're truly going to live your life and have the adventure of a lifetime, 90% of the time, your heart's going to invite you into things that you would never agree to, no different than I did with Kilimanjaro. It's going to invite you into relationships, business dealings, thought processes that make no sense logically. Yep. Ember family, you learned logic. It was taught to you by one of those four pillars. So logic is fallible. It doesn't have the beautiful connected instinct that your heart does because your being came from wherever you came from when you came into birth. It will leave your body and go to wherever you go to, commonly called death. Now you can call that whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you the religious dogma. But let's agree from a spiritual perspective, you are more than your body. You are a spiritual being having a human experience, yeah. hence the term human being. I'm being human for the 90 years that I'm here, but my being is my being, and it is connected to all things. You can call that God. You can call that Yahweh. You can call that Allah. You can call that the great spirit. I don't care. We no. call it the great spirit of architect because there's something beautifully wonderfully, magically flows together of our universe that we will never understand while we're being human. Therefore, it makes sense that that same thing that we came from and go to, we are still connected to it, hence the being comment mm. and listening. So as a parent, start young teaching your children to listen to their heart. Every parent says this, and then we go back on it. So parents, I'm going to say something that's not going to feel good. So get ready because it's going to slap you in the face, but it's a slap in the face of a truth. Great. Here's the deal. We say the same thing. I want my kids to be happy and have a great life. As long as they do what I tell them to do, then they can be happy. Because if the little bastards don't, I'm going to be pissed because I paid for university and I paid for their car and I don't like who they married and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Step back. You want to teach what they didn't have? Teach them the freedom to follow their heart. Teach them the difference between a decision and a choice. Teach them to trust their instinct, even when it's not cool. Teach them to follow their guts when it doesn't go align with the influential of social media. Teach them that, and you will have truly given the gift of a lifetime. But it takes wow. courage, parents, because you didn't have it. You didn't follow your heart. That's why you come to our workshops and you do the rah-rah and you buy our stuff at the back of the room because deep down inside, you know you're not living it to your heart and you're desperate. You're aching for it. Your heart is bleeding going, God, please, someone just give me a taste of the damn truth so I can finally free myself of all this crap I put in my head. Give that oh, gift to your child. That's actionable. It'll give the gift of a lifetime, fam. That's life-changing. Wow. My, my head is blown. No, seriously, my head is blown. I mean, I'm not. I'm. Not, I, I actually can't wait to be done with this so we can rewatch this thing. Do you, do you, know, what, do you, know, what, do you know what it is, Travis? It's, it's the it's the thought process, isn't it? as you you just said. The so these negative thought processes that we have, these these voices in the back of our head, they were learned. They can be unlearned, but Every they can, but they can't be unlearned if you don't acknowledge that they're there. So what right. I'm hearing from what you're saying is acknowledge what those deep dark feelings are. Learn what's going on in here and try and work out how to put that vibration back on track and relearn it. Relearn that you don't, you know, that whole money does not go on trees, you can't have everything you don't want. I know you're the host and I'm so sorry to do, do it, this, buddy. but I'm not. Okay. I love you. you don't need to relearn how to be on track, mate. Well, that's your true. heart's 
always on track. That's your head telling you right no, that's there. What I mean, it's, it's reprogramming this using exactly. this. Yeah. Right? It's so subtle. It's so. But it's, it's not the other way around. People are trying to yeah. reprogram this, and we can't reprogram this if we're not using this. Correct. The only true shift, the only true shift and only paradigm shift in the world is a shift of your being, not of your mindset. I can walk in the room. I look, I have a doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy. My resume used to say I hypnotized a million people until I woke up to the truth. I never hypnotized anybody. They were already bloody hypnotized before I walked in the room. Your best hypnotist on the planet, go look in the mirror and you're going to meet that person. Yeah. It's you. You know what I had to hypnotize yourself. 10 times better than I do. And you do it every single freaking day. That comment, and it's the subtleties of our comment. It's the quick little fine grains of sand that we don't pay attention to that slowly build the bricks and walls that limit our mind from actually being who we really are and ultimately stuff ourselves down. And so really when you dive into that space and you sit there and go, wow, you know, giving that gift to your child, that is the most powerful gift. And we have using your language, and I respect it 100%, we have learned to rely on logic. Yes. Yet, I will point this out, and I'll be the first to say this. Let's look at the current situation our world is in right now. Mm-hmm. Logically, it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Everywhere you turn, nothing adds up. No matter where you turn, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. COVID is very real. I get that. I'm a, I got a lot of people on the front line. Heck, my mother now who left acting is a licensed registered nurse. Oh, She's wow. on the front line every single day. I have months, So I understand it. I'm not making light of it. But let's be candid. Cancer's still there. HIV is still there. Uh, you got yellow fever still there, something I had to deal with when I went to Africa, yeah. right? You've got all these other diseases out there. But wait a minute, nothing adds up. And we all know it somewhere deep down inside, something just feels two degrees oh. off. Center. And yeah. it doesn't matter now that we're at the driving range again. Hitting the, hitting the drive at two degrees off center when we hit the ball doesn't seem like a lot. But five years from now, a year from now, that two degrees off center, we're 20, 30 yards offline. Hell, we might even be out of bounds. And that's what we're doing with our world. And we all know it. Isn't it time that we go, you know, we've kind of done this logic thing now for a couple, three, four hundred years now, and we've gone some far with it, but we kind of got out of balance, mate. We, uh, we got a little bit on the logical side. Mama Earth is a little bit pissed. Mm-hmm. She's just got us a nudge that, you know, hey, you little human beings, you remember those dinosaurs? Well, I wiped yeah. them out. Well, yeah. yeah so I often think about that. Like, we don't even know why we're here. Right, right, exactly. We we don't know how we got here. We don't know where we go afterwards. We know that our body rots in the ground, but our spirit leaves somewhere because we can photograph it. But we have no idea what actually happens. Like some religious people may have an opinion, but of course, your opinion. I I don't know what happens unless we we don't know until it happens. But what what gets me about that is we we walk around like with a king, right? We walk around like we're this is ours. You know, this this is we're we're, we're the ultimate ultimate power we get to right. use the natural Arrogant. resources and not put them back we get to do all of this kind of stuff because it's only now it's and it's it's such an arrogant way of looking especially when you do look at i mean well here's one stuff for you i was hearing somebody say the other day every piece of technology that exists right now has always existed it's not new nothing else has been created since the big bang this you just remembered how to do it which then makes me start thinking about you know when they say there's these lost civilizations that were far more technologically advanced than we were doesn't right. that terrify everybody? Shouldn't we be paying more attention to where they went? Because if they were these really technologically advanced people at that time that just disappeared, 
Clearly, we didn't learn the lesson because we don't even know where they went. Right. And how they did it. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Egypt. I've stood there and my I, my mouth were yeah. literally the gape. I was just, yes. how the heck did they do it? And then you get people it going, it must have been aliens. Humans can't have done this. And you think, no, this, this was done. Somebody did this, right? right? And the fact that thousands of years later, we're looking at it going, wow, what an incredible feat. How can you do that? Just shows how advanced they were. But they also disappeared. Right. I wonder why that is. And so that brings us to a really interesting question. This is something you wanted to say to zoom in a little bit. So I'll give you some more actionable steps because this is we're back to choice and decision. So I'm going to put it in real time for you and everybody, if I may. Please. So I'll ask quickly. So this is an A-B choice question. So uh, I'll start you off. If I gave you a multi-million dollar house, all the beautiful cars you could drive and the most exquisite clothes you could ever have, but... You could never have an intimate relationship with anybody else for the rest of your life. That's option one. Or two, I put you on a beach with a nice small little shack, but just enough money to get by. But you woke up every single day happy, joyful, and are surrounded by a community that wanted your best and highest experience of life and life's journey. Which would you choose? One or two? B. Two. Every day of the week. Okay, great. Everybody says that. Do you want to know how you're full of crap and why you need to dive in the darkness? Because everybody says two and nobody's doing it. What are you waiting for? Because if your choice was that simple, you could do it. Then you have to ask where are the decisions that are keeping you from that choice? Mm. Because the truth is, we all say number two. I did two. Mm. And again, I've had both. And the truth is, I was scared crapless of what people would think if I wasn't living in my multi-million dollar house and my cars. They're going to go, this guy's lost it. Because all of a sudden, when you decide that your wealth isn't summized in your dollars, all of a sudden, you're a bloody disease. It scares the crap out of people because it forces them to look at the darkness of themselves. So what do they do? They go, oh, Phil's gone off the rails. He's now living down, you know, down with the Mayan culture doing ayahuasca, trying to figure out why number 42 is the answer to the universe. Um, You know, he's lost his crap there, mate. Nothing could be further from the truth because when you uh, when you embrace the noble truth, you're not getting off this planet alive. You must recognize that right around that truth is a beautiful thing called the translucent fear. You don't see it. You can't put your hands on it. You can't wrap yourself around it. But it is the fear that plagues us all in the depth of your soul. And that is one day this is going to end and I can't control it at all. Mm-hmm. And I scared to death. I will do whatever it takes. I will grind into the ground. I will, I will work 20 hours a day. I'll get married. I'll get divorced. I'll miss my kid's life. I'll sit in traffic. I can't stand. I'll buy cars. I know I don't need and really finance myself and leverage because I will do whatever it takes to hypnotize myself out of the feeling of being scared to death. Wow. You're so right though. Yeah, it's funny because people. Some things you're okay with, I think. It's it's not just like it's a it's a it's a. You know the public opinion thing. I think there are some things you're okay with people's opinion of you not being wherever, and other things it really does matter. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't mean it really does matter. I mean you tell yourself it really does matter. So I'll give right. an example. So a few years ago, when I gave up working in an office, I realized that I was paying insurance on a car that I, I wasn't driving. There was no point having this car, so I only used it to go to the shop, and the shops are five minutes away. And actually, I could do a 10, 15 minute walk, and it would have done me a better, <laughs> better good in the fresh air. Um, and actually, I live next to a forest, so I have to walk through 
through the forest to get to this thing. And it's a beautiful walk. And I would drive this horrible concrete road round the forest <laughs> to go to this shop. <laughs> and I was like, this is pointless. So I got rid of the car. I sold, I sold the car. In fact, I gave it away, actually. I, I just said, I don't, I don't need it anymore. And I am constantly, especially during this COVID period, I am constantly having like neighbors knocking on the door going, listen, we don't know you don't have a car. If you need us to pick you anything up, let us know. How can you not have a car? And it's like, and it's like people look at that and go, assume, oh, you, you must very well because you don't have a car. It's like, actually, I'm doing much better, which is why I don't have a car because I don't need the car to go to the office anymore. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, but that, but, that, but that didn't matter. So that bit of the opinion didn't matter to me. However, you know, we talk about our children, for example. So I grew up in, in what would have been traditionally seen as quite a financially poor household. Sure. And the thing that I was always very aware of, and we are going to a dark place here, is I was always very aware not to look poor. Um, so every time I went to an event, I try and make sure I didn't look poor. Um, so when right. I got older and I started making money, that I became that idiot that wore the the couple of thousand pound Gucci suit to an event just because I could. You know, I, I would go and buy the nice Armani suit just to well, I can f- afford a five thousand dollar Armani suit. I don't. Right. I'm not. I'm not the poor kid anymore. You know, and it was, right. it was it, nobody cared. It was just me. And then I realized that as you go on, it's not the. It's not the rich people that are wearing the Armani suits. The rich people are wearing shorts and t-shirt and, and, a, and a $10 pair of trainers because they go, well, they work just fine. They fit fine on my feet. And I didn't really need to pay an extra couple of thousand just for a tick on the side. It doesn't really make much sense. And right. you realize that it becomes completely different. So while we're talking about the going to the dark place, I have got to the point now where I, I'm pretty good with people with me. Now it's an extension of me. So it's my, like my children, for example. One of my biggest fears was I'd never want people to think my children were poor. I grew up like that. I don't want them to go through that. So I'm now attaching that to them. And that is, right. that is and, and, and that's something I want to stop because I've, I've battled with this my life. I don't want this to, is, this is not one of the things I want to give to them. There are many things mm-hmm. I want to leave to my children. There are many things I want to impart to them. This Can I ask a question? Can I, can I ask a question? Since we're going to the darkness, and I'm so grateful that you are because most hosts are scared. So thank you for not being. Just I'll embrace it, but yeah, it's the best no, way to I change. love it. Oh, I'm being. I'm giving you a wonderful compliment. I've done thousands and thousands. I mean, I used to be in radio for many years, and you know, the host always had to keep control of the show and the joke and the redistract. And I get it. I got. But but you're going there, and I really admire that. It's part of why you know I connected with you off, offline. But let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You said I battled with this my whole life. Mm-hmm. You want to take a look at that for a second? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't mine. It was one of those paradigm things. It was somebody that somebody told me, um, it was, no, sir. I, I respectfully disagree. Okay. Someone may have said it to you, but that doesn't mean you had to take it on. No, I didn't. I, t- I, I took it on. I can tell you right now you're, you know, you're 12 feet tall and you weigh 450 pounds and you're the strongest man on the planet. Doesn't mean you believe it. Yeah, it's also true. You have to, this is where people don't take ownership of the truth. And it's something why I am the black sheep in the, the, uh, the self-transformational development industry. And even when I do with corporations, cause I walk in, I'm not here to be your friend. Yep. I mean, I'll be friends, of course, but I'm here to reflect exactly what you're saying. Not what you want well, to hear. Travis, you and I both grew up in, in worlds of sport. I'm sure your yeah. favorite sports coaches are not the ones that put an arm around you and told you they love you. They're the ones that pushed you, no, you and shoved you and made and, and, and pushed yeah. you and made you realize what you needed to change yourself. Because exactly. I can't make you change. I can only make nope. me change. Um, That's correct. And, and 
by being pushed <laughs> into places that are uncomfortable. That's the only way to do that. So, brother, you you hit me with this. I'm 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 changing. Oh, I'm learning. I, I use that because you, what you're, you both of you take a beautiful position with your audience, and it's something I always do with my audiences. And I admire when other people who have audiences that follow them honor their audience for the truth. They honor to say, "Look, just because I'm the guy that I'm the CEO, I'm the founder, I'm the host of the show, I'm the billionaire, whatever," they're still saying, "I'm still on the journey too." Hugely, those people I love to hang out with. You two, I love to hang out because you have the guts to stand here and go. I don't know. Yeah. I'm learning too. Yes, I've got yeah. this audience that follows me and this massive following and I've done things all over the world. But guess what? Uh, I'm still on the planet too and I'm still working through my stuff. Most don't do that. So I think that's beautiful. So Thank for me you. to dive down the rabbit hole, I love that. When you said it's been a battle, I go, okay, great. And then you said, oh, well, it's something I, you know, it's a paradigm. Again, we're, we're using some of the pop psych again. It's not a paradigm. It's I accepted that belief structure because two things. One, I chose it. Mm-hmm. I may not understand why I chose it at the time that I chose it. Yes. Now we're back down to our architect again. Two, so that you could go through that entire experience that you couch as a battle. Mm-hmm. We'll call that blueprint of what a battle looks like yep. for that topic. So that when you were finally ready at a being, a spiritual level, you could remember, oh, yeah, I took on that belief structure when I was nine or seven or whenever you took it on. And I went through this entire journey, this 30-year journey, so that I could wake myself up and go, it's never been a battle. But I could see how I battled myself because now I now choose to wake myself up from the being. Brain wakes up, immediately changes its behavior, instantaneously changes and says, I want to help a billion people so that we understand this is what a battle can be if you choose to take this belief structure or this set of belief structures on and take that journey, which you can. It's still going to happen to millions of people. But there's a lot of people that go, well, what if it wasn't a battle because I can take your blueprint and I can dissect it, I can reverse engineer it down to its core belief structure of when you adopted it, when you woke up, and now I've got a blueprint. Brother, you're an architect whether you like it or not. I'm listening to an architect talk back to me going, that's what architecting is all about. And take that blueprint and now say, my outcome, not my goal, my outcome, my life's theme is to help a billion people, one seventh of the current plan- of the population of the planet, yep. go, time out. You know what? It doesn't have to be a battle. You know how I know that? Because I bloody did it. Yeah. And I'm going to share every pain point along the way yeah. so that you can see it. Because it's not just, hey, I overcame it because I bought the Armani suit and now I'm the, you know, successful no. in the current. No, okay, that's great. Them. Yeah, but that, that's not the how. That's the what, no. right? That didn't even work. Yeah. Now, now, now you just feel like a poor guy in a rich suit. I mean, it's it's it, if, if you haven't dealt with that, you're still... <laughs> you, you, you're, scared, you're scared of uh, messing something on that yeah. suit because it's the only one you got. Well, do, do you know what, Travis? Again, I said it earlier. Like you, Every time I speak to people like you, it, it inspires me to the point where I think about sentences and phrases that I've heard before that now mean something completely different. So that while you're saying that, I was thinking... Whether you say you're right or whether you say you're wrong, you're right. Uh, so so you, you say, me, when I say it's a battle, I chose that battle. It's a battle because I'm making it a battle. If I choose to stop making it a battle and see why, it's no longer a battle. Brother mate, take that one step further. Yes, you chose it for a battle because your spiritual journey here on planet Earth is not the same as your brain. Here's a great way to couch this. It doesn't have to look the way you think it does. Yeah. In fact, than not, it doesn't. So when we step back and go, I chose 
at a soul level to take this ideology on, to take on this belief structure, to, to come in as Phil and take on this journey so that my entire soul's journey is to go, it doesn't have to be a battle. I've done a battle. I put myself through hell and worthiness and not good enough and being laughed at and abused and kicked around, kicked to the curb, put on the stuff, and then I BS'd myself. I did that too. And so people can go, shite, damn it, this guy's been through the battle. I'm going to follow him because you cannot teach what you do not know. And owning that I took on that belief structure so that I could take that journey. No different than I took on a belief structure to go, I'm not going to see my child for 20 years. I'm going to have to wait and watch some other adoptive parents raise my child. And I'm going to learn to do that in unconditional love. I'm not going to be angry, although I've been. Yeah. I'm not going to be pissed, although I've been. I'm not going to sue them, although I thought about it. I'm not going to cuss them out, although it crossed my mind. I'm going to sit back and go, what's most important for my child? Yeah, I love that. My mm-hmm. life is already there. I'm going to sit back and wait. I'm going to wait. It wasn't always easy, and it isn't. And so for, I'd say that to you in some of the most beautiful way. When you take it past the battle level and you drop it at that spiritual level, there's where the freedom is, brother. That's that. where you go. Now it's not just a goal. It's a burning passion that you could and put out if you freaking tried. Do you, you, do you know how incredible this is to hear this, Travis? Do you know how incredible this is to have this? It's like a light bulb moment. It's like, and there's been about 15 during this one conversation. Yeah, um, we're going to have to sh- cut this uh, show into like uh, three segments. Yeah, it's, not, it's, <laughs> now, it's now a box DVD set. Yeah, box <laughs> but, DVD. Billionaires in boxes. Like billionaires in boxes is a great example. This show existed for for. for Lots of reasons, but there's a, the, the main reasons that this show exists is because you're absolutely right. We don't know everything, and we're not going to pretend to. There is some stuff we're no, we don't. good at, but no. there's loads of stuff we don't know. And in fact, the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. Right. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I don't mind – in fact, I love embracing. I'm not going to lie to my followers and our audience and say I know everything. I know less each day. I speak to people and realize just how little I really do understand and how little I know. And, that statement, don't cut yourself short. No, but I can be inspired by I mean, Yeah, but listen to this. I know less every day because I am more every day. I'm more I, every day. I, yeah. Yeah. Am who you really are every yeah. day because you're less of this thing, man. 100%. I love that you said that. It's, I just applaud the hell out of you because it takes mm. courage, man. Mm. It takes courage to go from courage to compassion. But I'm really. Well, I'm really uh, look. I'm I'm just as complimented. I'm really complimented that you're saying that because if I'm when we're talking about feelings, I don't feel courageous doing that. It just feels like me. Like I just want to say, this is who I am. This is what I'm learning. You want to come? Okay. Well, that's it. That's what we're selling. I think this is a powerful statement for men. That statement's very powerful. I don't feel courageous. Well, what the hell do you think courageous is supposed to feel like? Now we're going to go back to the four pillars. You got to be tough. You got to be an alpha male. You got to be chiseled stomach and you got to go out there and you got to slay dragons and you got to be a billionaire and you got to change the world. Otherwise, you're not worthy as a man. Bullshit. Yeah, 100%. Look in that child's eyes and you teach your child the difference between a decision and a choice and you watch the sparkle 
in your child's eyes when they get it, that they can listen to something inside of them that will always guide their true north, that will never lead them astray, that will never leave them, never abandon them, never judge them, never tell them they're not good enough, but will love them unconditionally. And you teach them that, brother, I would tell you, you're the biggest man on the planet. I don't care who's got more money and who's got the bigger blank. That's a real man, a man that can sit there and do that to their son or their, their daughter. That's the value of wealth that we don't instill anymore. For you to take that step and to take your audience there, damn, that's what Nobel Peace Prizes should be about, in my opinion. That's what, well, we'll start. Wow. We'll start the billionaires in yes. boxes prize where we do. Yeah, that, there we go. We the, do that. The BRB prize. The BRB fact, that's, prize. A, that's a brilliant oh. idea. In, yeah, give it, give it to people that go out there, there and, and help change the world they're actually, regardless. They're actually doing something to change the world, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think that, that, do you, do you know, that must have been the longest Zoom-in session we've ever had. Travis, <laughs> I, I love you, honestly. Like, we're going to head to a break because if Thank we you. don't, we're, we're never going to. But what we'll do is we'll head to a break. When we come back, Travis, I just want a few more minutes of your time where we can send people to find you, how they can find themselves to Architects of Being, etc. So Perfect. we'll see you after the break. I'm Dr. Marina Bruni, and I just wanted to tell you about this incredible show run by Billionaires in Boxes. I mean, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't heard it of it, if you haven't listened to it, you have to go. It's amazing. They do a lot of great, incredible events, and they have fantastic, uh, fantastic guests all the time. So go watch it. Join the Billionaires in Boxes Facebook group for executive offers, freebies, and even more value add. Welcome back to the final section of Billionaires in Boxes. Now, just before we head into good news, as all of you know, there's... uh... I'm very against the doom and gloom it's on mainstream media. There's a lot out there at the moment that's uh, that's quite scary. You you need to limit the sort of amount that you see. But don't forget, there are some truly amazing and inspirational things happening around the world. Just normal people as well. People risking their lives. Many on the front line yeah. of health services globally right now, helping to save so many people's lives. And yes, they're getting the attention they deserve right now. But yeah. save these lives every day, every yep. single day. So do your do your part as well. You know, don't just don't just be a, a, a spectator in this world in this life. You know, uh, see how you can actually pay it forward and actually make a difference in someone else's life. One person's life. If if one billion people can affect one other person in life, we've affected two billion people. Hundred percent. It's as simple well, as that. And I'm so with you. And 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 it's it's this chain. And and we really hope that you've you. I'm sure you have learned and been inspired by this. We certainly have. Um, uh, Travis, you've been an absolute star. What you, I, I haven't yeah. even asked you, but you will be coming back because we love you so much. Um, I, I, it's been absolutely fantastic. Travis, how can people get in touch with you, my friend? How can people continue this conversation? Uh, easily. You can go to uh, our website, which is architecting360.com. Uh, and just go there and you can see all the, the courses and the trainings to get into the academy. And even during this time, we've opened the academy up. So that if you're you know, struggling and you're you just maybe not in the position to invest in yourself, which, of course, is the best investment on the planet, and we all know that, but we don't do it, but it is the best investment, we have opened up and offered the first three days of our jump-in training. And this is the, the first level of when you come to the Architects of Being community and the online academy, but it's, the, it's a 14-day experience in totality. But... It's the experience. It's for those who don't want to necessarily know how it all works, but they just want it to make it work right now. And they want to feel it, experience, and understand it. The jump's going to do that. But what's more interesting is it's not a linear video. We're an online 
academy. We're about education. It's interactive learning. Yeah. It's going to stop you. It's going to quiz you. It's going to see if you're getting information. And we track it by data so that we can come back to you and say, hey, Phil, hey, Justin, we noticed on day two, you kind of struggled with this. You're going to get on a call with one of my architect advisors for free, and we're going to reflect our butts off with you so that you can see where the disconnect is and you can start architecting your life. Wow. And from there, you wow. open up. And then you can come in. We have our whole meditation section is for free. The Singing Bowls, a beautiful friend of mine who is a, an amazing artist, travels around the world, donated 10 songs to us. And we wow. keep releasing every other week. You can go in and listen to the beautiful meditation of the Bowls. Mm-hmm. You can do architecting vinyasa, which is one of my senior graduate students who is an, uh, an, uh, an ex-CEO of a $40 million oil company. And he awoke himself became a yogi and a full master architect and now trains people all over the world. He does yoga online. You can have that as a part of the academy. Wow. So there's more resources than just come buy our stuff. Yes. Of yeah. course, there's value investment. I've spent 30 years for it. My time is valuable. I'm saving you time. So if you want to become an architect master, great. Well, you can pay for it. We'll educate you. We'll even show you how to earn what you learn. Hmm. But you the resources are there for free. Start there, if nothing else. Go to Architecting 360. Well, there's no excuse when it's free. There's no no excuse to take the first three days of steps. There is no excuse. And in fact, if you embrace the first three days, you then go and make the money to pay for the rest of it. It's cake, yeah. Look, by the by the end of the first day, if your mind isn't blown, if this experience with the with the, these two beautiful hosts, you know, Phil and Justin hasn't blown your mind, then you know what? I'm probably not the right guy for you. And that's okay. Back when I was, you know, uh, back when I was Dr. Fox and thought I knew something, I used to have one rule that one, that was probably the only one that actually really made sense was if I couldn't work with you in three sessions and we couldn't make dynamic shift, there was three inevitable truths. Either one, I wasn't the right guy for you. Two, you weren't ready. Or three, both. Either way, we need to stop. The people who are constantly in search of the next thing, the next thing, they're, again, we're back to that searching. Stop searching, dive inside, let us walk you through. We'll, we're not going to do it for you, but you have an entire worldwide yeah. community. We have our own chats, our own SMS, our you own email, our own groups, all in the system. What's that? You can't do it for us. You can't. Yeah, they're going to do it for themselves. themselves. Yeah. And even yeah. if I could do it for you, I wouldn't. I'd yeah. be robbing us both of the experience. But you're right. I, not only can I not do it, and that's what drives me nuts, because I'm not, I, I don't like guru leader. I'm like, look, man, I'm just a guy who came on a search who said, I need to figure myself out. And along the way, I found that I was pretty good at helping people figure themselves out. Yeah. That's it. And if we can keep that together, we can truly change. So go to Architecting360. You can find me on social media everywhere on, on Twitter, fa- Facebook, and Instagram. It's Travis Fox 360 Again, because we do everything in a three-dimensional space, 360. And come hang out with us. And just you know, say, hey, this I, is your I heard you on the world, show. Travis. Make sure you're yeah. What's that mean? This is your gift to the world. You know, this is, this, and, and your, 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 your uh, ex-wife's new husband is exactly right. This is your gift to the world, and it would have been an absolute travesty and a crime if you if you'd have kept this this away from tra- the world. Tra- are you saying it would be a Travis? Travis T. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what's the name for the next book, Travis? Oh, Travis. Twenty twenty percent, please, brother. I've, but, uh, I've, had, <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of people telling me about giving me tips like just in time. Hey, uh, we should we should create a product like that just in time. I feel you. You should do. Oh, it. I feel you. <laughs> do you know what? Like, it's about understanding what your gift is now. Uh, yeah. We've been saying this. Uh, I'm becoming more and more and 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 
becoming more and more me every day. And I love that. Which yeah. is why I'm learning. Le- I, I think I know less and less in here because actually a lot of the stuff is reprogrammed. But my gift is people like you, Travis. My gift yeah. is, no, seriously, uh, my gift to, it, to, to people is the ability to, to connect with people like you, ask questions that are going to change people's lives, inspire people and empower people and bring them on. I don't need to be the guru, the expert that everybody exactly. goes to because I know everything. My gift is bringing together all the people that they should be listening to. And my gift is bringing full so that he can bring all the people. <laughs> I'm the gift that just keeps on giving. You are, man. That keeps on giving me. <laughs> Travis, Tra- Travis, thanks to you for your time. We really appreciate it. I really I appreciate you. it. Travis, thank you so much. I actually have, I'm going to head out after this call. I'm sure that Phil's going to want to chat you some more. Uh, i got some uh, family responsibilities, but it's been amazing. And my mind is blown. Yeah. And I also want some one-on-one time with you, not just Phil, because I'm jealous. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's a serious face. It's a serious that's face. Serious that's crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Before we head into good news, as always, look, stay remote, stay global, take care of one another, and and pay it forward. I mean, I think that the message that Vinicius is really important, but start with what's in here. This is a billionaires in boxes production.